You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Today on the Just Ask Your Mom podcast, we are going to be talking about school. Um, from the very beginning of preschool all the way up to the end of high school. Um, where do you send your child? Do you send your child? And how you make those decisions. Because as good of friends as we are, and we did lots of life together, mm -hmm. we had very different educational paths for our children. So right. um, we wanted to explore how do you make those decisions? And um, what are some healthy ways to do that? And maybe some um, kind of landmines along the way yeah. that you don't want to step on. Right, that are common, that we've heard a lot yeah. um, being asked for us. So, right. um, I'll just start for me. Uh, our, I was raised, um, spent two to three years in a parochial school in my elementary years. I also did Montessori. And, I didn't know you did Montessori. Yeah, when I was really little. Which just sounds so cool. All the Montessori toys are like twice as expensive just because they have that name. Well, this was way back in the, I'm it's, not going to tell you what year it was, but <laughs> probably not that. It was back before it was branded probably. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the rest of the time was public school, um, including my university years was all public school. So um, that was me. And we decided to send our kids to also to public schools. Well, I went to private school from preschool through eighth grade, at which point I begged my parents to let me go to public school because I pretty much knew that in college I'd likely go to a private university and I just wanted to go to a public school and get that, that experience. experience. Yeah. So they, they let me do that and we'll talk about that a little later on, mm -hmm. if that's a good idea or a bad idea. And, um, and then again, I went to a private university um, for my college years. So it, we had very different experiences growing up but your um, kids yeah so well and my husband he grew up in new york state not new york city he grew up in new york state and he went to public school mm -hmm. the, the whole way through and um it was probably a more rigorous and thorough education than any education that we experienced here in middle tennessee hmm. whether public school or or private school it was a great um, education but when it, the time came for us to send emma to school we um we really were, we, we were on a list for, um, I don't know, is campus school a magnet school? What kind of, it's yeah, a, I think it's, it was it's a training a school. A yeah, it's a training school. school for teachers, and mm -hmm. it's kind of an institution here in Murfreesboro that lots of people want to send their children to, so mm -hmm. you had to get their name on the list. Her name was on the list. She, she came up, that she could go, and at the very last minute, we decided, no, we're going to send her to um, private school. So for kindergarten, part of the reason for that was it was a half-day kindergarten. Mm. And I really liked the idea of a three, four-hour-a-day kindergarten because I'm like, it's kindergarten. Well, how much stuff yeah. is there to do? <laughs> Can't you get it done by lunch? So um, I felt like I got a little bonus time with her um, that mm. afternoon time together. And then she went there in first grade. And then when I was sending her there in first grade, I just had these niggling thoughts in my brain. What if you homeschooled her? What if you homeschooled her? She didn't even ask me to homeschool her. And I said, oh, no, no. <laughs> Other mommies do that. Your mommy is not doing that. And so um, when I was volunteering in the classroom, cutting out the six-foot Statue of Liberty and yep. laminating it yep. and all this. And I kept thinking, I could be doing this at home with her. 
And so uh, I, I brought it up to my husband like January of her first grade year. You know, you gotta, you gotta re-enroll in February. And um, he said, have you lost your mind? He was like, homeschool parents are weird. <laughs> and we, although we might be weird, we're not that weird. So I don't, I don't think so. But to his credit, um, he agreed to pray about it. We both prayed about it for about a month. And we got on the same page. And he said, okay, I'm willing to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the to the public school, I mean, the private school, and told the principal through tears, like, we love your school. It's not actually not anything that we're dissatisfied with. It's a beautiful school, um, but we just think this is the best for our family. And they were wonderful. They offered resources if we needed wow. resources. And That's they just awesome. very much encouraged it. And um, little did we know that uh, that summer we would be moving to another state. And so we not only began homeschooling when our daughter was second grade, we moved to a new place. So talk about totally alone, not highly recommended Mm. to set yourself on an island and start a whole new (laughs) way of life, lifestyle that where you're just isolated. But, um, it was a hard first year, but it was, it was a great time of, of growth for all of us. And we, we just did that. We continued through, um, high school. Both my children graduated as homeschooled high school. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so very different paths then you and me. Um, but I, I would say all four of our kids are grown now and at least still in university or married and, and off. And yep. I think they all know what they need to know. They can read and write. And yeah. Count. And they're, they're all good critical thinkers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's been a good, it, I would say they all got good education. Yes. Two different ways to get to the same place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more than two different ways, but yes. that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so every state is different, I'm sure. But um, we're based in Middle Tennessee, and here we have um, an age limit. I think it's September 30th. Yeah, I can't help you there. When you have to, <laughs> you have to be five. You okay. know, by a certain by a certain date, you have to be a certain age to enter kindergarten. So before that, even um, I had sent both of my kids to a two day a week kind of um, half day preschool, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that was basically, that was not kind of for their benefit, but it was more from my benefit just to have a couple of days a week where I, you know, had time to run errands and go to the grocery store and and have a complete thought and not forget half the things on my list. (laughs) So, um, but they enjoyed it. They learned a lot. They, they started learning letters and they started, um, doing a lot more socialization and the peer pressure of preschool, all of that was worth it for the potty training. Yes. We could not get over the hump with my daughter in potty training and that peer pressure of lining up to go to the bathroom is worth every penny of tuition. So see, extra bonus. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) So that's awesome. But both my kids loved it. Um, You'd go and I think they would even start a little nap time or whatever and then we would um, pick them up and have the rest of the day. But they loved it. They talked about how happy it was and and, um, the friends they made there and Actually, our production assistant, Shiana Avila, was in the same class as my son. So, friends to this day. Yes. Long, lifelong friends. Yes. Um, so, uh, we get to the, the end of the preschool period, and my daughter um, was ready. She was school ready. And um, her age, she started actually very early. She hadn't quite yet turned um the age for kindergarten, but because she was in this little window, they let her start early. So she has always been the youngest 
-hmm. in all of her grades going through all the way up through high school. Um, my son, on the other hand, had a late November birthday. So we waited an extra year for him just because of the date. That's really all. And he ended up being one of the oldest in his mm -hmm. classes going all the way through, which both of those things um, can have a big impact. You think it's totally fine in elementary? It's totally fine it in preschool? It usually is totally fine in yes. elementary and preschool. And then you hit middle school and high school and all of a sudden the age difference kind of makes a, a big deal. It matters. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, there, when we were in, enrolling our children in kindergarten, what you did was kind of countercultural. A lot of people were holding their kids back to like six. Right. Six and a half yeah. to kindergarten. And she was super, is super smart. No problem whatsoever. Like could do that jam all day long. Right. And the reason they're holding them back is so that they will be top of the class. They mm -hmm. will be ready and they mm -hmm. will be like on top of things. Uh, but we, you know, we, we didn't plan to homeschool all along, as I just said. So when we started to hit, um, the high school years, no matter what state you're in, things get a little more um, strict. The reporting, as it should, ah. the reporting gets a little more strict. And we've never really said grades. So I didn't, there was no what age are you in mm. kindergarten, what age are you, we just do school. Ah. We just did kindergarten until we were done with kindergarten. And we followed a school year, but um, because Houston was bright, he kind of got ahead. He had an older sister, he could, he could hear her doing her work, and mm. he got ahead. So we accidentally called him. When we moved to back to Tennessee um, in 2011, we called him a sixth grader when really he would have been the very, very youngest in his class. And that matters at church because you're in with a group of uh, sixth graders at church. Like a youth group. And, and you're ready to go to youth group. And I'm like, wait a second. He's ready to go to youth group. They're about to talk about sex and drugs and suicide. And yeah. he still plays with Legos. Uh-huh. So we, we had to call the homeschool reporting uh, agency that we were under their umbrella and say, hey, we're, we actually <laughs> are calling him sixth grade again next year and we're, we need to redo that, those records. And with church, we had to go to the youth minister and say, yeah, you know what? We're not going to move him up. He's going to stay. And he was big mad mm. at us about that. He was, S I can understand. Yeah. That was a big miss on our part. But um, he just wasn't ready. Yeah. I mean, it, it made a difference. When you saw like the transition to junior high and high school and, and the things they were going to have to be dealing with, mm -hmm. um, he, he wasn't ready to move on. So his buddies moved on. He was kind of mad. But in the end, it, it worked out um, that it was, that, was the right, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. He, he really wasn't ready um, for the life experiences that that would bring. And as a young mom doing it for the first time, you don't know... No. You don't know to look that far ahead into the future no. and consider those things, or you think, oh, you know, we'll get to that when we when we get to that. And you want to see them do the next goal, right? It's so fun, right, to see them learn, jump through those hoops, especially when they're highly motivated. Yes, and so ready to go. And I started school myself when I was four, oh. um, so I was always a year earlier than everybody too, and thought, oh yeah, I had no problems. But looking back, yes, I did. Mm. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. I can see it. I didn't really see it until my own got into the same ages that I was in high school, but yeah, I probably could have waited an extra year too. Just the, um, again, the, just because a child is really, really bright doesn't mean that they're emotionally ready to handle yes. the things that are, all their other classmates are ready to handle. Right. Um, and, and the reverse, some, some of you are blessed with children who are very emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. 
who might might not be um, the stellar academic shining star. Right. So um, both of those are valuable, wonderful um, qualities. I, I mean, I'm married to a very emotionally intelligent person, and I'm not saying you're not smart, honey. Don't don't hear me, don't hear me say that. <laughs> but it's a joy to be married to that. But I think I think we think as parents. Oh, who knows their letters first? Who knows their numbers first? Right. Who's reading the long? Who's reading longer or more complicated books? Yes, and that is not, not the, the only, only gauge, gauge mm-hmm. of what what your educational steps should be for right. that child. So I think a lot of moms, uh, myself included, were looking around at all of our friends who had kids the same age and well, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And oh no, well they're on some list. They they got on this campus school list or they got on the. You know the private school list, and I didn't I'll even know honest. there was such I, a thing. I did that because a friend asked me. Ah, huh. are you? Is she getting on the list? You got to get her on the list. If she, right. At, at birth. Yeah. Like five, she had to be on a five-year waiting list. Right. Like I didn't even really. Yeah. Did you stop and think? Do I want? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're right. I didn't. <laughs> yes. No. I did not think about that. Uh huh. So so yeah, you you want to take those things into consideration. You also want to take, as we have said in so many of our podcasts, your child's temperament. Yes. What kind of space is going to be good for them? Mm-hmm. It, where will they thrive and, and in learning? And um, in homeschooling, it is fantastic. Like, it has been such a huge blessing to our family. But if you commit to that, you are committing to a way of life. It's not something you just tack on. Um, and I've seen this since we've just finished our homeschool journey in the last year. Um, I see now a huge wave of homeschoolers, which makes my heart happy mm. in a lot of ways. Right. Um, kind of uh, um, adopting this this um, educational choice, but I don't think everyone is taking it as seriously as they should. Mm. Um, if you decide to do that, this is now your job. It's not something you add on. You don't get to go have big fun and sit at Starbucks with your friends, which I envision myself doing. Um, it, it is your responsibility. And if your home is not happy, if you and your spouse are constantly at odds with one another, um, if you and your child are constantly yes. at odds with one another, homeschooling just gives you more of that, mm. exponentially more of that. And it's not a beautiful wonderful thing so I always and and not the best learning environment oh it's terrible learning kids environment. don't learn if you're constantly in conflict in stress no so um, I do see a lot of parents um, in the last two to three years um, at the homeschool tutorial I've taught at and helped direct I see a lot of parents panicking at junior high and pulling their kids out sixth grade seventh grade uh. and thinking that they can just um, sit them in front of a set of books and say hey go do your work and send them to tutorial one day a week. No. When they've never done that before. They've never done it before. Now my child who had been doing homeschool since kindergarten surely could sit down as mm-hmm. a seventh grader and do his work. But no, no, no. Not a child who's been in a classroom who's been told, okay, now we're going to this thing. Directed, exactly. And taught mm-hmm. by another person. Yes, you can learn to teach yourself, but that takes years of practice. Mm-hmm. So again, I just, I think that it's a wonderful opportunity. I'm so grateful for our homeschooling freedoms. But you, it, it's not a beautiful choice if your family is not. And it's not just a, a, hey, let's try that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, like, you need to feel um, a little fear and trembling good. when you go That's into a, it. That is a good piece of advice right there. You need yeah. to feel some fear and trembling because it's on you. And every yes, every teacher leaves gaps in mm-hmm. your child's education. And as a homeschool mom, I did too. The, the goal is to keep them to a very, very minimum. 
You do as everything you do, you work at it with all your heart right. as working for the Lord. You just put your best foot forward. You ask God for wisdom in teaching this child. Um, and, and you move forward and with diligence. Mm-hmm. It's not pajama day every day. It's not sleep till 10 o'clock every day. Right. I think a lot of parents um, in 2020 have, with all of the virtual learning and, hey, everyone all of a sudden has to do school at home, yes. have found, oh my, this huge <laughs> appreciation for parents who do that as a choice. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. It's not crazy that you did it, but it was, <laughs> I had all the fear and trembling in spades. And so I knew myself. Yeah. And like you said, at least with my firstborn, we have the same personality mm-hmm. and it does not play well with others. Yes. So I yeah. knew if I was trying to, you know, add on to the, all the normal things mm-hmm. I'm trying to parent her through, to parent her through that too, mm-hmm. I felt she needed an outside voice. You needed to be the mom and not um, the teacher. Yes. You needed to be the mom. Yeah, and, and again, so you see, we're saying again and again, know your child, mm-hmm. know yourself, know your child, and, and how um, you can best interact with them. Bring out the best in them and bring out the best in yourself, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. So, um, yes, I mean, I love homeschooling, and we'll probably do more episodes on like homeschooling resources and, and such, but, um, but yeah, I, I know that 30 years ago, homeschoolers were known for just excellence in education and they do outperform their public school counterparts consistently but i'm not so sure they will if you if you mm-hmm. I, I wonder if Keep in on. 10 years and they and they do assessments if it'll start to even out more um and i have some thoughts about why that's that's the case i think in high school i think part of the reason is just sleep oh yeah because you have to get up at this ridiculous yes. time of day yes. to get into school because that's when the parents work day exactly. begins which yes. is not the natural rhythm no. biorhythm of a high teenager. school should start at 9 9 30 i absolutely agree with that but and so in, in homeschooling it can now with my first one i didn't know this mm. i had, should have read your brain book your teenage yeah. brain book i made her um i actually did the opposite for the first time in her life i made her set an alarm where she's an early riser anyway so she would just naturally get up i said no it's time for the real world Set an alarm, you're up by seven, you know, we're up and going by 8 a.m. And that actually for a teenager was not the right, the right move. I I should have let her get her natural amount of sleep in. And then we work until a little bit later in the day. But um, I do think that, that in terms of homeschooling, it is great in terms of its flexibility as long as you take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And know, hey, I've got to get this amount of work done and I'm not, I'm, I'm not stewarding my child's education well if I don't. Right, right. And, and different personalities will take it, you know, take that more seriously than others. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, our journey was a little bit different because like I said, I knew homeschooling wasn't gonna be for me. Um, but we decided, okay, we weren't gonna go the private school route. because Why, tell me why. Well, neither one of us had that. Mm-hmm. My husband or I, neither one, except for just a couple years in elementary school. How'd that go, Bonnie? For me, which was not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a parochial school, like I said. It's like the typical stereotypical so mean I, nuns, right? There was a couple of mean nuns. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, well, I love nuns, you know? <laughs> me too. I do. They're very nice. Yeah. But this, it was a stereotypical this, experience In this case, I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't love it, but... Um, and we, I was military, so we were moving mm. like every couple of years all around the country. So it just sort of depended on where we landed. It happened that where we were in Florida, um, that was the place 
that my parents decided I needed to go. Where we were in South Carolina was a whole different, okay. a whole different ball game. So it was kind of geographic for me. For them, it was well at the time. I mean, it costs a lot of money to go to private yes, school. It does. And we were just starting out with um, trying to you know buy a business and all kinds of stuff. We we just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, maybe that's better spent down the road for college. Right. Um, so let's save it for that. Um, some private schools can be as much as the college semester. Absolutely. I mean, the, the private school that was um, just down the street from our neighborhood in North Carolina, it was $15,000 a year for kindergarten. Which blows I, my mind. I actually wanted to stand at the parking lot with a sign to say, like, I'll educate your child for half price. <laughs> Because I'm like just around the corner, I'm just a half a mile down the road. Yeah. Like we could use the money. Uh, I couldn't believe people would pay fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. Right. And so I was. We were looking at the risk benefit or you know cost benefit and and okay, say we shell out the money for that. Are they really getting the academics that are commensurate with yes. that? And our feeling was at the end of the day, no, we can get it somewhere else for free. And I think our public school system and our public school teachers are. I mean, I. I bow to the public school <laughs> teachers and the job that they do. Yeah. So um, we decided we were zoned for you know school. You have mm-hmm. to look at where you're zoned and um, decided in our community here, we have a magnet school choice, both for elementary and for high school. But you have to test to get into it. You have to pass mm-hmm. a test. So, and I'm assuming it's easier to get in in that first wave where yes. there's 20 slots versus where there might be one. Right. And so once you're in, you're kind of in. You have to test again at the high school, uh, middle school level. But, um, And we just, I actually knew some of the teachers at the school. I, I really liked what I thought their program was going to be. And we decided, um, yeah, that was the way to go. Plus they were, um, this we have several in our community, but ours was specifically um, communications and technology. And I just thought, okay, that's. That sounds like a, a good future plan. Mm-hmm. So we um, put them in there, both of them. And I know a lot of parents, like, like that's just roll of the dice, whether you're yes. both going to get in. We have friends who have one where your kids went and one someplace else. Right. They just drive two different places. And if, they, if the second one mm-hmm. hadn't got in, that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. We would have figured out something else. But um, we loved the, that magnet school, loved the family community there because it was parents who... Um, on purpose wanted to go and made a concerted effort like there weren't discipline issues there weren't any um you know you didn't have the stuff that most that you think of when you think of oh the public high school mm-hmm. or the public elementary school um so we loved that um they got to do extra um very very high parent involvement um they got to Which do extra just always yeah can i just pause speaks... and say what a difference that makes parents yeah having taught in a homeschool tutorial um, which homeschooling is a great option for um, parents who have children with learning disabilities where they can specialize. Um, uh, sometimes the public schools have met their needs beautifully through like elementary and then they hit a snag in junior right. high and it's not meeting their needs anymore and we've had parents having to pull them out. Mm-hmm. And then we have really gifted, brilliant students. But I will tell you from my personal experience as a classroom teacher of homeschooled students, I will take a student with a disability whose parents is, parent is highly involved every single day over a gifted student yeah. whose parent is not involved. Parent involvement is, it is the thing. Mm-hmm. It is the thing that turns like your child's educational experience from good to great or from great to like unmatchable. Yeah, highest success so, predictor. So to have a whole yeah. classroom of families where the parents are highly involved, what a beautiful Right, so the peer thing. pressure there 
was all positive. It was it was positive competition and positive do your best and positive uh, reinforcement of that, which I loved. That's great. Yeah. Loved. So then we get out of that and um, went into middle school along the way and stayed in that magnet school system for their whole time. And was it small like that in middle school and high school, a smaller Yes, about a 20, 20 per classroom, something like that. Even into high school? Um, high school depended on what the class was, but uh, yeah, it was still pretty, pretty small. small. Yeah, that's really, that's student really teacher great. ratio is still pretty small. Now, and I know there's lots of communities where you don't have the luxury of that choice. You don't have the luxury of um, the small classrooms or, or even that offered in your community. Mm-hmm. In this county, I think we're lucky that way to have so many different options mm-hmm. to choose from. And I wish that all community, that would be a goal yes. for our country, for all of the states. Yes to have those options for your kids. But yeah, there there are a lot of great um, educational choices in Murfreesboro. We sent our child to one private school that was newer, but there's another private school that's been around for a long time, a couple of more Mm -hmm. that have been around for a long time. And I have friends with children in all of them. Yeah, me too. The little tiny private school, the, the up and coming private school, the really old traditional private school. And then most of my son's friends were actually your kids at the magnet school magnet school thank yeah. yeah he's actually in their yearbook oh yeah I, yes that's right he <laughs> I is like homeschool goals he made it into a yearbook <laughs> that's right i forgot about that he is oh that's like a, that's funny. Like a happy little extra oh, funny yes being there so there's a lot of pressure um on parents um we we put it on ourselves that mm. our children are kind of a status oh we can we consider them a gauge of our capabilities yes and um, that's a really dangerous way to consider your child. It is, um, because what if they have, like you said, a learning disability? Mm-hmm. Or what if they have, I mean, how are you dealing with that as a parent if you think, oh no, this is me? You cannot, Yes. your child is not a personal reflection of you. Yes, and, and that sometimes, I mean, even sometimes when they are. So, you know, if you have ADHD and your child has ADHD, well, you might feel like, oh, well now they've got that because I do, and, and you wanna, and maybe you're even harder on them. Mm. And you want to squash that um, out of them because you see all the worst things in right. yourself. But I would encourage you to to not do that. To think of your child as a gift that um, God has given to you, and that you're He's using to help you. You, <laughs> you know, become a better um, version of yourself, and that you get the blessing of stewarding them and bringing out the best in them, and just finding. What is best for them? My parents did a great job of this in terms of education. I have two brothers. None of us graduated from the same high school. Hmm. So I, um, as I just said, went to at the pub, one of the two public high schools. Now there's how many? Oh, I, can't, ton, I don't even know. A ton. And then my middle brother he started at the school I went to, and he was just not doing well. Um, that public school environment, he was kind of falling through the cracks and wasn't giving what he needed. So they pulled him out and actually sent him to um, a private boarding school that's uh, near us in Bellbuckle. Uh, he didn't board there because he could just drive the drive. 45 minutes, 50 minutes there. And he thrived there, even though it was actually extremely rigorous. He probably got the most rigorous hmm. um, high school education of the three of us. It's just people from all over the world send their children there. It's an excellent education. And surprisingly, he did better than when he was at yeah. the easier right. school. And then our young, my youngest brother, um, went to a private school, a little private Christian school here in town, and he really thrived in that small environment um, with lots of personal attention. So 
know your child. That's right. You just have to know what each one is mm-hmm. is bent towards and work with them that way. And and the easy thing to do as a parent would be just, you know, I have to take them and pick them up every day. So it's just easiest for you all to be at, you know, yes. high school XYZ and just for my schedule. Oh. And that's so... <laughs> how many, Mom, how many miles did you drive? How many miles did you drive? I'm sitting here just thinking you drove my brother across town, the farthest corner of Murfreesboro from where we lived, so he could catch a bus to go 30 minutes to that boarding school. Then I went to a school five minutes from my house, and then my brother went to a different school. She was probably hardly ever home. Right. It's a life of sacrifice. (laughs) It just is. It was some years of sacrifice, for sure. Life of sacrifice. And also, like you, starting a business, running a business. Right. You know, um, I mean, yeah, you've got to go to work. You have to mm-hmm. do the things you got to do. And then all of a sudden, no, oh, no, school's out. You know, run to school. Yes. So um, there's there's lots of great choices um, in the world today. And I, I think a lot of people are seeing, hey, homeschool is an option. Like you said, where a lot of people are at home on a computer, but that's not really homeschooling. We, very, we almost never were on the computer, yeah. except for some research um, for homeschooling. And so... It's just having school at home. It's just having school Something at different. home. Something different. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really averse to screens. Like our screen time yeah. was really limited in our house. Actually, Houston, my son, came up to me last week and he said, you know, I was thinking about when I used to play video games and you let, only let me have 30 minutes of video game time a day. And I thought that was the most unjust, unfair <laughs> rule. And he said, you know, I'm actually glad you did that. See? And he's 20. Victory! So <laughs> he wasn't yeah. saying that when he was 15 or 14 or 13. But, um, but yeah, you just you need to um, realize that homeschooling is not computer schooling. Yeah. Um, it's, it is a whole life choice. And um, you can be highly, highly involved in your child's education. You can, you can be as in, involved as probably you'd like to be if your child's in public school. Wouldn't you say, oh, would a yeah. teacher ever turn down your no. request to help No, and be there? No, in fact, they were like, please, please come yes. and sign on. Please come help me. Yes, so yes. you're not just alienating yourself from your child if right. you send them to a classroom. You can very much be a part. Right, and if you feel that there are gaps that they're getting, like there were a couple years, because this is my thing, that I thought the English teachers were left a little bit to be desired. I'll just leave it like that. But I could supplement that at home. Mm -hmm. So I could say, here, why don't we read this book? Or let me look at that paper and show you why this is not the way it was supposed to be done. Um, And my husband's a veterinarian, so he's got all the science background and the math. So between the two of us, luckily, I know not all all parents might have those resources, but... um, if we couldn't do it, we could find somebody. Oh, goodness. If you're struggling yeah, with something. A friend who's a, yeah, a friend who's a doctor, a friend who's a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Spanish, you know. Spanish speaker. Spanish speaker, person. whatever. Yes. So you can you can supplement it and should, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But the, I guess the thing that you shouldn't do, the thing that I would caution against is um, freaking out. Really about anything, but about school. Because I see you're a lot of parents get <laughs> wrapped around the axle about... Oh no, no, no. Like we didn't make it into the magnet school. We didn't we didn't get the test. Therefore, mm. everything from now on is going to be inferior and some, you know, that's going to lead to this next thing which right. will lead to and we're going to fail in life. Right. And the opposite is true. Oh, we must get into the school so mm-hmm. that we can get into the next one mm-hmm. to make it to up this ladder and your kid is only 3. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I want to just say, take a breath. Mm. It will be yeah. okay. You can figure it out along the way and the odds are you're probably not going to stay on one path the whole way. Mm-hmm. I think that's you need to unusual. Be, yes, you need to be willing to flex and say, hey, whoa, we need to reassess here. This right. is not working. Which, speaking of, how do you feel about um, putting that decision in the hands of the child? Hey, what do you want to do? Well, absolutely from preschool until middle school, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I know you better than you know yourself. Um, and and we had that decision. It was around middle school and you kind of had to retest and think that was when everyone you separated. Everyone who'd been going to the magnet school through elementary and middle school now had to make a decision. Were we gonna continue? Right. Or were we going right. to go to the next high school down the road? And it was like wailing and gnashing of teeth at, at many households in the county when all that started happening. Um, but we just had to base it on what we knew about our child. Um, some kids, like this, this school in particular, doesn't have sports. So we knew there wasn't gonna be a football team. Okay, yes. well if, you, if it's important to you to be able to go to pep rallies and have a football game on a Friday night, because that's the high school experience, then this school's not gonna be for you. Yeah. If you are a really, really strong sports player in basketball or whatever, and you are thinking that's gonna be my pathway to college, you weren't going to go that there. Not for you, so that was like automatically determined. Yeah. Well, we were not sports in any way. So um, that wasn't part of our equation. But it became, oh, no, no, no. Well, all my friends are going to uh. school Y. Therefore, I must go to school Y. Mm-hmm. And we just did not get on that wagon of, um, you know, in middle school, do you, are you really dictated? Like, that's the whole point of peer pressure. Are you supposed to be dictated by what your friends are doing yeah. or what's best for you, where God yeah. wants you to be? Yeah. So we really had to have some tough discussions and like Houston in the screen time, there was some periods of, um, (laughs) not with the second one, but with the first one, like, uh, no, 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 no. I won't like, I'm, I promise you, I won't be happy there. I promise you I'm not going to like it. I promise you, (laughs) you know, the next three years will be terrible. Um, but they weren't, they weren't. And, and she would tell you today, I'm thank you so much for sending me. Yeah. Where you knew I needed to go, yeah. and it benefited it on the. It was the most impressive high school graduation I've on ever the back seen. end. I gotta say, when we, <laughs> we went we went to their high school graduation for their daughter, and I was in awe of the the valedictorian speeches, and I, I was like, wow, this has got to be one of the best high schools in the nation, and it is. Uh, well, <laughs> it we is. think so. We really like yeah, it. Yeah, it's but... ra- it's ranked. Like I saw a ranking recently. It's ranked yeah. up in the top ten or twenty. So, but it's great. But another thing to consider too was. That high school is more rigorous and very stressful. A lot is, of kids seriously stress out. Yes, you yeah. can. It's like there's a lot of pressure to, to have all the AP classes and to you have to do a senior thesis and you have to do research and you know it's a lot mm-hmm. on a kid mm-hmm. and they're still kids at that age whether they think they're young adults or whatever they're still kids. Um, so if your child is not like if they're just panic attacking and everything yes. all night over that, yes. maybe that's not the place for you, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. We even had a homeschool friend do that. So they had done uh, classical conversations through their whole childhood, which is an excellent, rigorous homeschool option for families. It was begun in North Carolina. We were living in North Carolina at the time. There was a classical conversations group on every corner. Mm. You just had your pick. And it was just, it creates really fine thinkers, really great um, foundational education but by the time high school came it was the rigor bumped even greater even higher and their daughter was experiencing all this 
anxiety and right. just loss of appetite and all this, this stress. And they, they just said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay, what are our goals for our daughter's high school education experience? And as good as that program is, and it is really good, um, they pulled her mm-hmm. and said, we're going to build something else that will accomplish the same goals Cause it's, without, the, without all the It's pressure. about the whole child. Yes. Your yes. grades are not everything. Mm-hmm. Your GPA is not everything. Right. The number of clubs and extracurriculars and sports teams you're on is not everything by a long shot, not even no. close. No. And I think parents get wrapped up in, because what you said, they're a reflection of us and our mm-hmm. status. Well, look what my child's doing. Oh, love to talk about it, post about it Look online. where they got accepted. Yes, yes. Um, and I really think in today's society, we really need to look, look hard at that and pull back mm-hmm. and say, well, first of all, what is that telling them? What is that teaching them about what I value? Mm-hmm. And secondly, like, is that good for them? Their mental health, yes. their physical health, their... The whole person. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So it's a huge responsibility, and you you should really um, take it seriously. You should know your child. Mm-hmm. You should be willing to reassess. And no matter what you choose, you need to be an active participant. Yeah, absolutely. In your child's educational experience. And um, every path is different. Not everybody is yes. going to end up in college. We That's don't, true. we don't need everybody to end up in college. There's plenty of like great, my, I love Mike Rowe. Yeah. You know, Mike Rowe works, the guy. dirty jobs guy. Yeah. yeah. He's a real advocate of, um, professional jobs, plumbing and electricity and, and all the um, professions that are welding. Well, I had a student go into welding so needed. and a student go into, um, he, he, and like, what do you call it? He interned, I guess, with an electrician mm-hmm. during his high school years. And Great skill to have. Straight into electrician school out of yeah. high school. Um, I think that in the homeschool community, that's been on the table a lot. Like, there's lots of options. Um, I don't know, because we weren't in the public school mm-hmm. um, system with our children. Is that really well discussed? Well, in the not in the school that we went to. It was kind okay. of assumed that was going to be your path. And... But it's a really highly academically rigorous school. That's it probably is. normal for that and to be. That's how our kids were bent. Yes. I think. Like like yeah. I said, they weren't really sports, they weren't mm-hmm. really some of these other things, but um some other kids just weren't. Like they knew. I might go to yes. school, I might not go to, to college. Mm-hmm. So the thing is to um help your child walk through that. Yeah. Uh, don't let them just it, it's it's overwhelming. They get tired of talking about it because it's the thing. It's the conversation starter when you're in high school, especially yes. 11th, 12th grade. If adults don't know what to say to you, they ask you what you're going to do after uh-huh. high school. And they get tired of it because it's stressful to think about. But that's one of our responsibilities to, to walk them through the choices here. Right. And not just let them um, graduate with no path. Because when they um, get a little money in their pocket from full-time work, no matter what kind of full-time work, that's very tempting. Mm-hmm. To just stop there. To just stop there because it's more money than they've ever made. Right. And you don't want them to stall out um, or without reach, having some sort of path. Or reach a potential that, that's of it. something that's going to be fulfilling Just for them. because the money is really good, it, it becomes kind of a blinder. Right. Um, it, it blocks your ability to dream, like, what's next? Let's delay this gratification right. for, for what's next. Um, so. But neither do you want to get carried away by this tsunami of... Yes. What everybody else is doing and do everyone's this. going to college. to college. And, and no. then you end up with debt. I mean, a lot of my kids' friends and classmates in college 
are racking up or do have yep. quite a substantial amount of debt. And some of them didn't finish. Mm-hmm. And that's doubly bad to mm-hmm. me, to end up with the debt and not finish. Right. So, yes, you need, you need, and if you, if you don't know what you're doing, which, hello, with the first child, uh, do any of us know no, what we're doing? No. Like, go find help. We found people who had done this before us. We found, um, we had to pay for counseling because we didn't have school counselors, right? Mm-hmm. So we paid for a consultant to come help us walk through, okay, what are our options? Yeah. And um, use those resources. Right. Ask around. Talk to your child. Mm-hmm. There's some assessment um, books we gave our kids. We had we had them take Now Discover Your Strengths. Oh, that's a good one. Um, which is Strengths Finder 2.0, I think, is now what it's called. And it, it helps you and your child see, okay, here are areas where I really do thrive. And that might help you find a little direction. We'll put a link to that. Okay. Yeah. In the notes. Sounds great. So there's so much out there on the table. Um, think about it, but don't stress about it. Mm-hmm. Don't freak out about it. And know your child. Yeah. Think that you get to go along with them for this yeah. ride. It's, it's really, really fun. Wouldn't you say? Hasn't yes. it been fun to It has see been them? fun. And education and learning should be fun. Oh, it shouldn't so be fun. a scary, stressful thing. I, I look back at toddler pictures of both of my kids and think who knew you know emma would be such an amazing artist yeah amazing graphic designer and who knew houston would have just this brain that could cram so much information in it and spit it right back out and has the potential to do lots of different things which we're also walking him through yes right (laughs) to make those choices so to see them blossom and become really fun to watch is one of the neatest parts of parenting it is it's such a joy so yeah enjoy it don't stress about it yeah so um, look for our links on the pod, the website, justaskyourmom.com. And you can find us um, on Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast mm-hmm. and on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom. Yeah. And if you're listening, please rate and leave a review and some comments. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your, Your Mom. Mom.